0: Welcome to the Good Fail Podcast, a guide from creatives on not giving up. I'm Marl, illustrator and founder of card and stationery company Marl Made Tales. And I'm Abra, writer, actor and hand letterer. We're bringing you a different perspective on what it looks like to succeed in the creative business and life in general, as we navigate our own lives as creators and the struggle to keep going in the face of apparent failure. Every episode, we'll be delving deeper into our darkest fears surrounding failure and learning that we can not only survive failure, but succeed at it as well. So come join us doing the good fail. We want to give a regular shout out to the patrons who are supporting us to make this show and do the good fail. The value of what she offers is so utterly breathtaking in its scope. If you want to join us on Patreon then you can do so by visiting www.patreon.com forward slash the and a heartfelt thank you to Ren and Julia who have already done just that. Now on with the show. Hold up! Before we start the show, over on Patreon, we've been planning an exciting offer for our existing and new patrons, and we couldn't wait to tell you about it. We're offering anyone who signs up for our Plucky Piglet Club or above, and any existing patron who upgrades to the same, the opportunity to write us a bonus episode of the Good Fail podcast. How amazing is that? You'll get to choose the title and topic ask questions, suggest recommendations, and get your name read out with writing credit. If there's a subject you feel we've left out of the good veil so far, or there's something you've always wanted to add to the conversation, then now is your chance. We're introducing this exclusive offer as a perk to our highest club. But first, we wanted to give Everyone, the option of getting involved and peeking behind the scenes at the inner workings of planning a podcast. This special offer is running from right now, that's the 7th of September 2020, to midnight, British summertime, on Monday the 28th. So come join the Good Fail community and get planning. And if you're listening to this episode well after this promotion has expired, but you're bursting with ideas for an episode of The Good Fail, then why not join our Dauntless Dorothy Club over on Patreon? Hello. Today we're exploring how building resilience can help us feel more confident in our ability to cope with whatever failures life throws at us. But first, how have you been failing this week? Well, this week my failure and success kind of follow each other on. Okay, they're like a joint, a joint thing. Failure that leads to success. Um, it starts with a failure um and it might sound you know if you're listening to this in a couple of years maybe this (laughs) sounds a bit (laughs) old-fashioned but I was doing an Instagram live or I decided I was going to do my first ever Instagram live gosh that's quite daunting which was really daunting and it was to announce a flash sale that I was gonna hold and I was really really nervous about doing it but I thought you know you've just well, you've just got to do it and not think about it too much and just get it done and it'll be like ripping off a plaster or something and so that's what I did and I did an Instagram live which I did not announce at all that I was doing at something like four in the afternoon on a weekday <laughs> and it lasted for about six minutes or something and I was basically announcing that I was doing this flash sale and I was showing the items that I was going to be selling and it felt terrible so bad I think about three people jumped on at some point to watch me doing this live um didn't say anything and I couldn't tell if they had kind of just seen it and then quickly gone off because it was just too awkward (laughs) (laughs) or if they had stayed on to watch the whole thing and then afterwards I saved it to my Instagram I my IGTV Mm. um because not many people had seen it and I wanted people to know about this thing going on and then it didn't get very many views and blah blah blah
1: all I, that. Yeah,
0: I think it was kind of one of those things as well that you kind of expect when you put yourself out there and you do something slightly scary. You expect to finish and feel slightly euphoric that you've got through it. Yes, and actually it was the complete opposite. Like you it just was felt so. Awful. I just felt so <laughs> awful afterwards, and I just thought, God, that was so bad. You didn't talk about your products well enough. It bodes it bodes ill for your flash sale, and I just felt so awful and i think um the um indie roller instagram page which we mentioned last Mm. week um the woman who runs that calls it a vulnerability hangover and i think i would say that is what i was feeling like big time (laughs) time. i'd put myself out there and i had kind of i or i felt felt at least for myself yeah whether or not it kind of comes across like that to most people but for myself it felt really vulnerable putting myself out there on a live and talking to people and you always have that fear of the tumbleweed and mm-hmm. I, I felt the tumbleweed <laughs> <laughs> rolling on by um, and so it just felt really icky and cringy and everything that I had feared But it then led on to a relatively successful flash sale. Amazing. Which was, is my success of the week. Um, And I sold, I had three hand-painted trays, which I sold all of them. And these were trays that I painted about a year and a half ago. Yeah. But, um... A Christmas Fair, which, if some of you have been kind of uh, loyal listeners since the beginning of Series 1, I mentioned the Spirit of Christmas Fair, which, the results of which had sent me into <laughs> deep depression. Um, well, I had painted it for that fair and none of them had sold. Mm. And then last Christmas, I took them to another christmas fair a local christmas fair and i managed to sell one tray which had felt really good at the time but i had never known what to do with these trays afterwards because it felt like too much of a hassle to create a whole new listing on etsy or my website for just one item Mm -hmm. and i know i shouldn't think like that but (laughs) i shouldn't stop myself from making money because it feels like too much of a hassle But anyway, I hadn't. So an extra bonus confession. (laughs) 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 Oh god! Yeah, I'm bad people. I'm so terrible sometimes. But anyway, um, so yeah, I never got, never got round to selling them. And so to sell all three of them in twenty four hours felt like a really big deal. And then there are a couple of other little bits which I sold as well. Um, and I didn't sell everything, but I did sell, you know, quite a few things. Yeah. And like I say, the trays were like the things I really wanted to sell. Yeah. So that was, that was a success. But, uh, the reason I wanted to bring both of the failure and the success up together was that I noticed after the success of my flash sale that it was very easy for me uh, related to what we were talking about in last week's episode about perseverance. It was super easy for me to start fitting the two things together, the failure, leading to the success sure. and creating that narrative for myself of, "Oh my God, I had this massive failure, but then, like a movie. It turned around and I had a massive success, Mm. you know, and this is the way life goes and Mm. this is the way life will always be for me now. Um, And um, I just realised, I guess my realisation was how easy that was to do. Mm. Obviously, last week we were cautioning against kind of making that narrative for yourself Um, and I think that is important to realise, to try not to do that um, because... I may have another failure next time, and it doesn't mean that it will lead to success. Yeah. Um, But I very, very easily fell into that. Yeah, and I think it's not so much like... It's not so much the... The making the narrative in the first place, but it's it's the expectation that that is then how it's going to be. Yeah. How... How the story is always going to work out yeah, for you. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I think we should celebrate the wins, of course. And, um, yeah, the fact that it then makes the failures seem less potent can also be a good thing. Yeah. But, yeah, but then it's then going on to be like, and then the next time I have a failure, I just can know that, It only means that there's going to be a success around the corner. And it's like, hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's the trap that you can kind of fall into. So that was my failure and success all wrapped into one. Tied up with a bow. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, mine is also a combined failure and success this week. I had sent in an application for an acting role Mm -hmm. and had been... Asked to supply a self tape, which Mm. I was really excited about. Yeah. And I had, like, when I first put in the application, I was like, oh, you know, I'm just going to put it in. I don't even know if I want to get it. Um, Yeah. Even be offered the job because I'd have to travel quite a way and it would be like sorting everything out with COVID. And yeah. uh, You know, the part, it sounds interesting, but it isn't like my dream role or anything. Yeah, sure. But then I got asked to supply a self-tape and I am I was like, suddenly you're more invested. So, suddenly I'm yeah. more invested, I've got something to lose. Getting to the point where I was just like, I have to get this role. Yeah. And I had done so much work um, and put so much effort into, one, the self-tape, but then afterwards, like visualising it going really well, feeling mm-hmm. like, just cultivating those feelings of gratitude and excitement and... Uh, Yeah, yeah. imagining it all going so well. And, of course, a few weeks went by, and I finally got an email the other day saying that I hadn't been chosen. And just my immediate reaction to, like, knowing that I hadn't been chosen, I kind of had started to suspect because I hadn't heard anything for a while. Um, My immediate reaction was, like, well, that is just all they tell you and tell you that you need to be really positive about things and it's your own mindset that determines Yeah, creates yeah, your reality. Creates your yeah. reality. Blah blah blah. And it's all a bunch of rubbish and they don't know what they're talking about because I just tried really hard and don't know what else I have to do to get something yeah. to like go right for me. Um and I still don't know how much I feel I still feel a bit cheated about all the hard work that i put in. I have to... I'm going to admit, like, this is, you know, confession out <laughs> or something. I still feel a bit yeah. kind of like I did put in all that effort. Um, yeah. Yeah. But I think the main takeaway for me from this, which is kind of my success that like, I came around to this way of thinking mm. after initially feeling so, so bad about it, Yeah. was... Um, not so much about that. Oh, it's okay, Ebra, that you you put in all that work. <laughs> <laughs> understand. which but, yeah, honestly yeah. I'm still processing and working on. Um, but what I what I came around to thinking, which has made me feel not so bad about things once I'd had time to reflect, was that what I was really feeling upset about was the not getting the experience I imagined I was going to have. <laughs> yeah. Um, because I was imagining I was going to get the part. It was it was only for like a trailer, but potentially if you get cast for the trailer, you'll get cast for the, the main feature if it yeah. gets, goes ahead and gets made. So there was the potential for more work in the future, which seemed appealing yeah plus it was like it was a fantasy for a fantasy film so i was potentially going to be getting like kind of sword fight training which just sounded so incredibly <laughs> yeah. cool and probably some nice costumes Co- nice costumes yeah you're going to be like in the middle of forests and you know mountains or whatever yeah. like i was imagining these great locations it was was it set in scotland it was set in scotland yeah. and um Yeah, just like I was really going to town in my head, which was I was partly doing as a result of this visualization, to be fair. But that wasn't, I'm also great at imagining all the how just how wonderful things are going to be, so yeah, Um, (laughs) it wasn't hard, it wasn't hard. Um, and I was, yeah, going on to imagine all the parts I'd get after this, yeah, you know, it was just, and that is what. That was what I was really disappointed that I wasn't getting. Yeah, and realizing that that actually was just a fantasy that probably wouldn't have got fulfilled mm. if, if I'd got the bar. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I could have gone up there, and there'd have been such it would have been a such a low budget film that the costumes would have been really bad. We'd yeah, um, we'd have had a poor poor location or um you know all those kind of like make do things you have to work with if you're on like a really low budget yeah film and maybe they wouldn't have had time to um direct me because that's experience that I have had where I've been on set and they haven't really had the experience to be able to know how to direct me yeah and so then I end up feeling kind of like, I've done a really bad job by the end of it. Yeah. And I could have ended up just coming away from it, feeling like, oh, I'm slightly embarrassed about that. I yeah. <laughs> I don't really want yeah. anyone to know that yeah. I've been involved. And that could, that could have just as easily been my experience if I got the, got yeah. the part as yeah. this, like, magical fairyland that I had yeah. envisioned. <laughs> um, and I think realising realizing that that was what I was really mourning. Yes. Was the loss of the dream. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Um, And I think that's, yeah, that's a lesson for me. And something which I need to try and become more aware of, I think, because I do it so easily. Yes, definitely. I, well, I'm definitely a, a dreamer. Exactly. And sometimes that can... Sometimes that can work in your favour, but there are definitely downsides. Yeah. um, And things that we need to counteract. Yeah. But a good realisation that you had to then able to help yourself move past Exactly, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And not just going to a downward spiral. Yeah. Um, But also I think, did you find, I think, actually I have a question for you. Um, Did you find that you needed to have that feeling of you need to go through the feelings of kind of mourning the loss of that first before you're able to come to kind of a more okay place about it do you think you could have immediately you've been told you hadn't got the part and then gone oh okay Abra just think about it like this you it might not have been the experience you were imagining I'm all okay about it yeah um I definitely feel like I could have got to that place a bit quicker and I don't necessarily feel like I have to, I don't feel like I have to have that extreme feeling of disappointment every time I don't get a job necessarily, particularly at this point in my career when it's all quite small insure <laughs> low key, <laughs> low-key stuff. stuff. Um and that is almost like it's almost a narrative that i built for myself that i need to get desperately disappointed every time <laughs> so. and i think i could i i feel like i could get to a point where there is a sense of acceptance like i don't need to feel terrible about yeah. this because i know that it might it might not have been I'm not actually losing the dream, yeah. Because it might not, probably wouldn't have happened that yeah. way anyway, yeah. Um, so I can just move on to something else. Oh, well, that's really good. That's a really good realization to have. Yeah. To then know that if you you could try and work on. Yeah. That. Great. Well, let's move quickly on to our main topic, please. Um. How does resilience differ from perseverance, which we discussed in last week's episode? Yes, yeah, so I definitely feel like um, the two can kind of be conflated a little bit. Yeah definitely. Resilience can sometimes be confused with just rather numbing your feelings and just carrying on regardless. Yes. Which can also be called perseverance. Yeah. Yeah, you can feel like, oh, I'm doing such a good job of being resilient because I'm not letting this get to me. I'm just carrying on and not being bothered about it and persevering. And actually, as we discussed in last week's episode. Yes. That isn't always the best policy. It's not the best <laughs> policy <laughs> perseverance. It's not the best policy. Yeah, there may be very either. good <laughs> reasons to not carry on doing something. Yes. Um, yes, and in fact, it can, if you do, um, carry on like that, it can, you know, lead to burnout, yeah, depression, even death. Dum dum dum. dum. Okay, maybe that was a bit dramatic, <laughs> but it was leading on to a very nice visual metaphor that we have. Mm. <laughs> If you have seen Monty Python, you may have also seen their film, The Holy Grail. And if you haven't, you should go and watch it. Because it's very funny. Because it's very funny. Uh, But there is a scene in that where two knights are fighting each other. And one of the knights gets slowly more and more wounded by this other knight who he's fighting And to the point where he, I think he has his arm chopped off. Does he have both arms chopped off? Probably both arms and both legs. Yeah. And he is still just carrying on fighting to the bitter end. And at some point, the famous quote is, "'Tis but a flesh wound." And he carries on at this point, you know, with no arms or something. And I just think that's such a perfect visual metaphor for just carrying on. Despite fairly fatal, fatal things happening, yeah, um, and you know it can, you know, it doesn't lead most of the time to such fatal consequences, to actual death, <laughs> yeah. Um, but there is that potential, and it can lead to preventable things, yeah, happening. Yes, exactly. So the lesson. To take away from this, I guess, is to be aware of numbing. Yes. (laughs) Numbing yourself. Um, Brenny Brown talks about in her book Daring Greatly, which we have definitely recommended to you guys. Yes. um, In a previous series. Yeah, and and we keep recommending it to you because it's such a good book. But she talks about numbing being a shield that we use yeah to um to prevent us feeling vulnerable but like but also any hard emotion i think any hard emotion yeah. basically so we think we feel like cuz we've got that hard exterior that we're really we've got a ton of resilience to fall back on but actually what it is it's a mask to yeah. hide the fact that we have barely any resilience. Yes. And we're not up to feeling those tough emotions. Yeah. Um, yes. Yes, and actually we need resilience to persevere. Exactly, which ties in so nicely to what we were talking about in last week's episode. Yes. I think particularly in the creative industry where, you know, putting your soul on the line is required daily. Yeah. So you are asked to be vulnerable every yes. day resilience is key yes um which kind of I guess nulls my question but I'm gonna ask (laughs) (laughs) Uh, why is resilience important to the good fail okay well let's just keep this section (laughs) brief as you probably already know why and kind of answer the question (laughs) um we've kind of assumed throughout the whole of this podcast a bit like perseverance Mm. that resilience was a given Yeah, so much so that we didn't even realise that we'd mentioned it quite a few times before without actually giving it a name, resilience. I think that was the thing, was that a lot of the time we were talking about um, different aspects of um, the good-fail and kind of just assuming that to do those things you would have a certain amount of inner strength. Yes. But actually how do you cultivate that inner strength yes. can you build that up Can yes. you, you make that something in your toolkit exactly do you have to have it or not have it or, yeah you know yes so we are naming it now it yes. is resilience and we consider it a cornerstone of doing a good fail yes it deserves to be acknowledged it does Bless it yeah. on this whole time. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> without resilience, it would be nearly impossible to keep going through the hard times. That is for sure. So, can we define resilience a bit more? Um, yes. Yes, we can. Yeah. Yes, we can. Because <laughs> we prepared this in advance. <laughs> um, there's definitely an element of that British keep calm and carry on attitude to the act of resilience. Yeah, and that's why I think it gets so easily confused with yeah, the exactly carrying on regardless. Yeah. Because you do need a level head, some kind of level head to be able to um practice resilience. Yes, exactly. And what I think what is not needed is that certain amount of stubbornness and pride, which is also attached to that mentality of keep calm and carry on. Yeah. Um, or certainly has become so in in the UK anyway. Yes, for sure. Um, and that stubbornness and pride is related to the ego and outside approval. Right. So it's a pride. The pride is kind of like the ego. Look at me. I'm just carrying on. Um, Brené yes. Brown in her book talks about it being a busyness, how we've come to kind of idolise people who are just busy all the yes. time. So much so that you feel good when you're like, oh, I'm just so busy. I've just got no time to do anything else. Yeah. Um. And what that means is no time to reflect on yourself. And, you know, you can use that as a deflector to, to reflecting on yourself. I'm just talking about this going like, oh my God, I do that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so much so. For like people ask me what I've been doing. Quite often I feel a bit guilty because I'm an artist and it doesn't sound like I've been doing a proper job and so I try and help myself out by saying oh yeah I've just been so busy yeah oh I've just been doing so much I've been working on all these different projects yeah while also not wanting to name anything because I'm just like what I'm really doing is keep away keep away don't ask don't Mm -hmm. judge yes that's it exactly yeah it's like building up a barrier yes exactly and it's also seeking that approval from outside you want people to go oh look at her yes She's so while also not actually feeling like you're worthy of that yeah yeah it's a, <laughs> it's like it's a weird of, thing isn't it yeah it's kind of feeling like you want that approval but not actually having that approval from yourself either yeah which is actually the complete opposite of resilience which yes. we've kind of said already yeah because what resilience actually is about is having that strong inner belief, yeah, and allowing yourself to be to be vulnerable. to be vulnerable, yeah, and also by taking an honest look at our mistakes and learning from them, rather than you know burying our head in the sand, which is what you can end up doing if you yes just carry on, yeah, carrying on regardless, yeah. But I think we can basically what we're saying is keep calm, yeah. Keep the keep calm. Yeah. Not the carry on. Yeah. Keep calm but don't just carry on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but stop. Take a long hard look at yourself. <laughs> yeah. Be honest. Feel the feeling. Yeah. Keep calm and have a long hard look at yourself yeah. is what it should say. Um how can we become more like that? How can we build that resilience? Can we build that resilience? Yeah. That's a good question because I think A lot of people, even as we were talking about this, we said, Mm. yes, we relate to this so much. This is what we do. Yes. Um, We think we're being resilient and actually we're not. So I think hopefully we're not the only ones and a lot of people will be able to relate to that. How do we become more resilient? Mm. And I think the good news is that resilience can be cultivated. Oh my God, thank you. (laughs) Goodness. <laughs> it's not something you're born with and then if you're not born with it tough luck, tough luck. Yeah, there for sure are people who are born with more of it mm. um, than others but those others like myself <laughs> um, can do things to yeah. create, create, create more resilience more so it's time for one of our little bullet pointed tips top. and tricks yes. we haven't had one of those in a while we haven't when was the last time we I had no top tips <laughs> section uh let's go let's get started who's starting <laughs> That's, yeah I, i'm waiting for you to start. Yeah. You're waiting for me to start i'm gonna dive right in with the first one yes age Yay, finally there's a good reason to for aging. <laughs> we don't just have to stay youthful and young for the entire time no. or lose all worth and uh usefulness to society. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Actually age <laughs> is a really good thing when it comes to resilience. Um because I don't know if you can remember or maybe you are still, but anyway, if you're not, can you remember how bright and optimistic you were when you were 18, I'd say 18 to like 25 maximum optimum optimistic period. It, yes. <laughs> you were just kind of bright eyed and happy and so everything was possible. Yeah. Nothing had really gone wrong, wrong for you in your life. Yeah, exactly. And then remember how that felt or maybe go, uh, yeah, that yeah. is how life is. Yeah. Um, and then maybe remember back to your first failure, which knocked you for six yeah um for me it was definitely um on my art foundation course when I was 19 yeah and I suddenly started getting one ignored by tutors (laughs) and two you know got my first kind of negative comments from tutors Mm. or I might think that I was doing really well and they would kind of indicate that I wasn't doing as well as I thought I was doing (laughs) um and that really got to me and when I by the time I got to uni I had all my confidence was knocked out of me yes and I just believed that I didn't know what I was doing at all um which you know is a problem (laughs) like it shouldn't have been that way Mm. um but you know when I had had no other criticism about my artwork before sure that really knocked me and I didn't have any resilience to be okay well I'm gonna learn from what you're telling me and I'm not gonna take it personally sure I think that definitely happened for me when it came to my early ambitions to go into acting and go to drama school and Mm. up until that point I'd always felt very confident with my acting because you know, I could just when you're comparing yourself to the people you're at school with, you're like so much better than these guys. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm so confident on the stage. Like everyone tells me how good I am. I went to college and did a performing arts course. It was like oh, so easy to get onto this acting course. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! Um, and then um, you're at college and you're getting good results because you know I'm conscientious. I do the work, and then going going to audition for drama school was just such a different ball game I suddenly I had to kind of prove that I was good enough yeah and I had I had nothing to fall back on like I was like I don't know how to prove prove that I'm good enough like yeah I know I'm good but how do I show other people yeah and then I didn't get into the drama school and immediately I was like, oh, well, that probably means that I'm not good enough. That's why I didn't yeah. get in. Yeah. And, I mean, let's say, unfortunately, there are people who will have had their first knock a lot earlier than we did. Sure. Um, but in, in either case, by the time you get older, you have built up mm. more resilience. Yes. Because you have had those knocks. Yes. And you've realised... Oh, I don't die. The exactly. world doesn't end after you this. You may be more embittered yeah. by <laughs> yes. the experience, but you know you can get through to the other side. Yeah, exactly. So age is, you know, a great a great tool for resilience. Tick number one. Second, self belief. Mm-hmm. I think this is the difficult one, and a lot of people struggle with having that self belief. Yeah. But the more that you believe in yourself and trust what you're doing and why you're doing it, the more you're going to be able to ride those waves of criticism and doubt. Criticism that comes from the outside, doubt that emanates from you, Yeah, that, you know whether you should carry on. If you can build up a sense of belief in why you've chosen to do something, what you're doing, the reason behind it. Yeah, um, you can take those knocks. Then a lot you can easier. take those knocks. Yeah, and you can not let that stop you. Yeah. Pull you down. Yeah. Great. Number two, tick. tick. Uh, number three, step outside of your comfort zone. This is a great one for if you are young right now and age is not on your side, mm-hmm. or if you are just lacking in confidence, which, yeah. you know, to be fair, I'm talking as if you know I'm got all this experience behind me and I'm so resilient because <laughs> I am a bit older actually I'm not but the good news is yay there is a way to get some experience this is a great practical tip for getting exactly. some experience behind you yeah and also building a bit of self-confidence as well. Yeah. Because, Pushing yourself outside of your comfort zone. Yeah. Taking a chance on something. If it's a class that you've always thought to yourself, oh, I could never do that. I could never, you know, I could, or could never do rock climbing. Or I've always wanted to take an art class, but I just know I wouldn't be good, and good at it. Yeah. Or, you know, um, what whatever... Yeah, well, me doing the Instagram live last week. Yeah, exactly. Felt awful. Yeah. When you take those chances and do something which is slightly outside of your comfort zone, you realise that you can survive those things which you thought you couldn't do. Yeah, exactly. Um, And, you know, maybe you're not the perfect it. You won't be perfect it when you first start, obviously. Um, But you can get through it and you can get better and... Those lessons are really helpful to kind of build up a kind of memory bank. (laughs) Yeah, it's almost like um, working a muscle, you know. Yeah. Um, The first time you do it, um, it's really hard. And I don't know, push-ups. I can't do push-ups. Yeah. (laughs) I have no arm strength at all. But if I, um, you know, carried on practicing to do push-ups every day, Mm. I would slowly grill, grill? <laughs> I would slowly grill my arms. <laughs> mm, tasty. <laughs> uh, I was definitely going for build, but I don't know where the G came from. Uh, um, okay, so you would, G. yeah, you would definitely start to build up that arm strength. Mm. So it's exactly the same way with, with working with on your comfort zone. Yeah. And working to push that comfort zone a bit bigger. Yeah, make it a bit wider. Yeah. Stretch those arms out. Number 4, conscious thought. Mm, this covers a few. Yeah, it does. It this is a a, a biggie. Yeah. Because simply experiencing failure and always managing to get back up again and carry on isn't isn't really building resilience if you're just going to get knocked down as hard the next time and the next time and every time you face a setback. Yeah. That isn't, you know, that isn't building resilience. That's just getting bruised for an awful lot. Yeah. Um, So that's not going to work. You need to um, really work on making a conscious effort to learn from that experience. Yes. Reflect on the experience. Yeah. Not just... Don't just push the feelings aside that you're having. Acknowledge them. Yes. Feel those feelings. Um, as Brené Brown says, lean into those feelings of discomfort. We're always an advocate of acknowledging your feelings. Yeah, I can't <laughs> tell how many times we've said... Just feel the feelings. Just feel the feelings. But Brené Brown is on our side here. Yes. And you can't argue with yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Don't do it. Don't do it. Yes. So in addition to feeling the feelings, also watch out for any actions that might be numbing those feelings. I think the it kind of goes like hand in hand by, by being able to acknowledge the feelings and really learn how those feelings feel yeah. a better way of putting that, um, el- more eloquent <laughs> way of saying that. Um, you can then start to recognize when what you're actually doing is numbing those feelings and not allowing them yeah. um to to, to manifest themselves. and yeah. express themselves. Um and then Point five, yeah, which moves on quite nicely, which moves on is like when you felt those feelings, when you've lent into the discomfort, you've dealt with them, you've dealt with them, you then can then let them go. Yes. Uh, we spoke about letting go at the end of series two, I believe, um, and practicing that here can really help immensely. By dropping that ego, yeah, um, that we talked about, that who just wants to be seen to be the best and get all that outside approval, yeah, by kind of dropping that personality, then you can gain more clarity. Yeah. Um, yes, yeah, so you can drop the drop the ego. Let go of the ego. Gain more clarity on your feelings. Yeah. And then let your feelings go as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. And you won't... Without the ego, you won't have the motivation, I guess, to hold on to those yes. emotions. Exactly. And justify I them. Effect. Yeah. You're, and you'll become a Zen master. Zen. Enlightened being. <laughs> um, so, let, let's just clarify here that there will be more pain in the short term. So... We're not advocating something that's going to make you feel a whole ton better straight away. No. In fact, it's going to make you feel a whole ton worse. Yes. (laughs) How exciting. (laughs) I know that sounds like the most tantalising possibility. (laughs) But um, with experience, you'll learn to deal with those feelings better. Yes. And it will get easier. Mm. And also just remember as well please take care of yourself take self-care seriously yes so that's another way that we can help with resilience yeah because if we're taking care of ourselves we'll be in i was gonna say more of a strong place it's like yeah. a good sentence but <laughs> <laughs> we'll be in a strong position yeah to to feel that resilience and yeah to build it up. yeah if we're charged at 100 percent because we've taken the time to rest and recuperate from things yeah then when we face that curveball coming out of us we're not it's not coming at us from a place of um being drained and yeah. tired and um at the edge of our ability to cope yes exactly so take self-care seriously And then also, which is a really hard one, I know I struggle with this, reach out if you're really struggling. Definitely. People are here in your lives to make a positive impact. Yeah, (laughs) and to help and support you. And I know I always feel honoured to be able to help Mm. my friends and family, um, and so, really, I know I should be seeing it the other way around and that my friends would feel the same. Um, it doesn't make it easier to reach out, but I do advocate it as something we all need to work on. Yes, for sure. I think, um, yes, I want to reiterate that I'm not in a place that I find it easy to reach out for help, Mm-mm. but I'm in a place struggling to do that anyway <laughs> yes so and in a place to be able to see that that is the right that thing is to the right <laughs> step and that we need to encourage each other to do that yes so that's the end of our little um top tips from the good <laughs> fail the good fail top tips and tricks for succeeding at <laughs> being more resilient yes What can we conclude from all of this? Okay. So, I think what we can conclude is that resilience is fundamental to doing the good fail. It certainly is. It's our unsung hero, because we certainly haven't really done all that much acknowledging about Mm -mm. it before now. And it's not the glamorous, exciting part of doing the good fail, because actually it's the... In a lot of ways, uncomfortable, yeah. nitty gritty part of doing the good thing. Yeah. In fact, the more glamorous thing to do is to be like, I'm so busy. Yeah. I don't have time for that. <laughs> yeah. I've got just so much else to yeah. do. And so much more appealing. Yeah. Um, and that is confusing resilience with numbing feelings. So yes. we need to be careful about that. Mm-hmm. Um. But practicing is the key to building resilience. Yes, and it can be done. It can be done. And as with all practice, it starts off hard, but it gets easier. Yes. Lovely. What's our recommendation for this week? Okay, well, you may be thinking, um, they're going to (laughs) recommend Brené Brown again.
1: And Daring (laughs)
0: Greatly. And we really want to. We really want to, and we would if we could, but we have given you that one before. We have, and we do like to, you know, change things up and keep things fresh. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. So, instead, we are going to recommend Breathe magazine. This is a perfect one for doing a bit of self-care and taking a bit of time Mm -hmm. out to have a nice, relaxing read. Yes. Um... Breathe magazine is just one of those all round great slow living kind of mags. Yeah, so it's top on the top of the magazine, it says well being, mindfulness, creativity, and escaping Mm. all the things we want more of in our lives. Definitely. And if you look out for issue 27, which is the latest one we've got, although when you listen to this, it may not be the latest Mm. one. Um, they have an excellent little article on resilience and is, in fact, where we got some of our little uh, tippy-tips. <laughs> it is. <laughs> we so. don't just come up with all of them on our own, guys. Yeah, we Spoiler. do. Spoiler. God, this is confession hour. <laughs> yes, seriously. We need to stop doing it. <laughs> yes. Shattering illusion. We're getting a little bit too comfortable around you guys. Um. So, go check out Breed Magazine. Is yes, available in most places where magazines are available and online days mm-hmm. and online, definitely. So, what's coming up in our next episode? This is definitely going to sound like a curveball, guys. Yeah, um, <laughs> because how on earth does this lead on from what we've just been talking about? How does this? refer to the good fail in any way whatsoever i don't even know i don't even know right now <laughs> you're just gonna have to trust our trust past selves <laughs> us, past selves, who wrote this down yeah that we had good reasons <laughs> for including this um so with that in mind our next week's episode is gonna all be is gonna all be about it's gonna it's gonna be think all about words. think of it's the words be and all then about. say them. All I can say is getting close to lunchtime. It's not even getting close to lunchtime. My God, I don't know why my words are just really failing me right now. Um, I don't have an excuse. I'm hungry. Okay. Um, oh, we've got those cheese cones. Uh, This is giving me the feel I need to just say these last few words to you. Okay, coming up in next week's episode, we are going to be looking at the revenge versus redemption narrative. Dun, dun, dun. Take these words, hold them in your heart, and come back next week to find out what on earth we're going on about. We definitely need to go. Um, We hope that you are all eating well. (laughs) Definitely. I think if this episode has taught us anything, it's stay (laughs) well (laughs) fed. Lots of love. Love you guys and speak soon. Take care. Bye. Bye. If you enjoyed listening to the Good Fail podcast, then you can find us on these other platforms. Abra is on Instagram at Pretty Messy Official. And you can find Merle on Instagram, Facebook and Pinterest at Merle Made Tales and online at www.merlemadetales.com Together we can be found on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter at The Good Fail, vale. And we're also on Patreon at www.patreon.com forward slash The Good If The Good Fail speaks to your soul and you feel like you just get it, then why not consider joining our community over on Patreon, where you can get to know us more as creators and help us make more of these podcasts. Plus, find great extra content and possibly even get to listen to each new episode of The Good Fail a whole 48 hours before anyone else. Join us again on The Good Fail and thanks for listening.